When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations about the business of media and entertainment. I'm TV business writer Jennifer Moss. 2023 was a big year for Disney gaming. From the huge debut for Marvel's much-anticipated Spider-Man 2 in October, to the move of Disney Dreamlight Valley out of its year-long beta phase into its hard launch in December, and the recent release of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, the Disney team and its outside developers and publishing partners have been hard at work. And with the announcement of a new Blade game tied to the upcoming Marvel movie during the 2023 Game Awards, things don't appear to be slowing down for the Mouse House's gaming division. Here to talk about focusing on licensing versus developing in-house, the future of generative AI in gaming, the pros and cons of user-generated content, the power of Disney IP, and what big titles are coming in 2024 and 2025 is Disney's Senior Vice President of Games and Interactive Experiences, Sean Shoptoff. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we're back with Sean Shapta, head of Disney's Gaming. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here. We're, we're starting to have more people um, in gaming on the Strictly Business podcast, and I'm really excited to have you so closely uh, to two big things in gaming this week. One, the Game Awards, and then two, even more important to me, uh, the launch of uh, Rift in Time expansion. For Dreamlight Valley, big, big Dreamlight Valley fan. <laughs> Already sunk yeah. several hours into that expansion this week, Sean. So um, so excited to have you here. I, I'd like to start out just um, if you could um, start with your own background and how you came into the position you're currently in. Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Jenny. Really happy to be here. Um, appreciate the time. I've been at Disney a little over 12 years now. Um, I started out in uh, business development and strategy uh, over the games and media businesses for the company. And then about five years ago in, in 2018, uh, I took over and started running the games business, which is the role I obviously am currently in as well. So been about 12 years at the company and the last five or so overseeing the games business. Uh, so that people, you know, I don't know how much our listeners know about the different ways that um, the gaming divisions are broken down at this point, but can you give kind of a high level overview of the gaming division structure at Disney right now? Yeah, so we obviously have uh, a robust team across all franchises. So we've got a Marvel Games team, a Lucasfilm Games team. We've got folks that oversee Disney Pixar games and 20th Century games as well. So we kind of break it down by franchise. And then within that, we've got a central business development team, a central marketing team, a central creative team, and then production roles that support those franchises as I laid out. So um, again, we've got a, a pretty a pretty robust team of folks uh, in LA. We've got our Lucasfilm team up in San Francisco. Uh, we've got some, some teams in Tokyo and Shanghai and Seoul uh, and a small footprint in London. So um, again, across business development, marketing, um, 
production, creative. Uh, you know, we really kind of have a full uh, org that helps support this business internally. Uh, for its games, how much is done internally for Disney and how much is external and working with outside developers, outside partners and publishers? Yeah, so we are an exclusively licensed business for the most part. So we have, um, you know, we are partner dependent. We work with all the partners that you're probably aware of, companies like EA and Sony and others um, to bring our games to life. Um, but we support those partners, as I said, with a, a team of folks that make sure that these things are being brought to life uh, authentically for our character stories and worlds. But, you know, we are dependent on partners making games and, and we license our IP to those companies and then we support them in the development of the product. You find that there's ways that that benefits you in this market at this time, or are there conversations about bringing more things in-house as, as time goes on? Is there a conversation about moving more away from licensing or more toward it? No, I think we're we're really happy with where we are. We We made a conscious decision to do this, like I said, roughly five years ago. Um, we had historically done different things in games, as you're aware. We were a vertical business for a long time. We were a co-development business for a while where um, we would outsource development and we would publish. And we've always, of course, licensed. Uh, we felt like where we are and where we were then, it made most sense to pivot the business uh, you know, exclusively to licensing. It allows us really to work with the best publishers and developers anywhere they are. And for us, with the breadth of IP we have, with you know so much ambition to tell really great original stories in this space, this model really suited us well and has really allowed us to go work with uh, folks that have a ton of passion for our character stories and worlds. And matching that with best-in-class developers has really been a formula for us that we think is, is really valuable for the company and really drives ultimately the best product uh, for fans. Uh, I touched on the Game Awards briefly at the top of this, but I want to go back to that now because that was last night. And uh, one thing in particular that was very exciting was the Blade announcement uh, made during the awards and that a partnership with Bethesda and, and Marvel. So I wanted to ask you about that, um, what, what the current state is there and, and the decision to make that announcement uh, out of the Game Awards, which is obviously a very big night for gamers. Yeah, well, we were super excited about that announcement last night. Really happy now that the world is, is, is aware we're going to make this game. I think this is a great example of that formula I just referenced, right? Where you find a partner that has a ton of passion for a certain IP, a certain character, a certain story, um, which we found is really the, the best way to bring a product to market that really does our IP justice or does these characters justice. Um, and Blade's a great example, right? There's a ton of passion at Bethesda for this game, uh, which again, for us is really one of the big foundational points to our model. We want to find developers and publishers that have a ton of passion for RIP and stories. And so we we focus a lot on finding that type of match. And, and Blade's just a, a really good example of that, where there was a ton of passion on the Bethesda side to tell this story. And we think, again, that's going to show up uh, when this game launches down the road. Uh, I know that Disney was involved in some nominations last night, didn't have all the wins uh, that I wanted, but you guys were up for a lot. And I think it speaks to the fact that it was a very competitive year in general Absolutely. for gaming. So I wanted to you know, ask you about that and what you kind of saw in terms of the trends this year, um, just across the industry and what you thought some of the biggest wins for you all personally were. Yeah, look, I think to your point, super competitive year. So we were happy to get nominated as we were in such a competitive market. 
Uh, so many great games. I think what what was clear to me and clear to us is just the quality bar has never been higher, right? And the the demand for quality storytelling, really well-made games, uh, whether that's indie studios or big AAA games or, or, you know, AAA studios, we think that that's, you know, really clear, which we love, right? It's about story. It's about quality. Um, and I think this year just illustrated that, that the, the, the market's only getting more competitive. The quality of product, again, we think has never been better, um, which for us to even be nominated in the class of some of these other games uh, made us feel really good, right? That we've been uh, partnering with the right partners, telling really great stories. And, you know, thankfully, people are recognizing that work. Uh, and it's something, again, that we're, we're super proud of. Uh, particular titles um, from this past year. I want to know if there's any specific examples you could give of things that you're particularly proud of, things that maybe took a little while to get out of the gate, but they finally came out this year or, or different things that you did innovatively this year, something new things for you that you're excited about. Yeah, I mean, you hit on one with Dreamlight Valley. Um, that's a game that we're incredibly proud of that I think, again, when you look at life sim games, when you look at the behaviors and things that exist inside that experience, uh, that game is is drawn more attention from my network of folks that even aren't necessarily core gamers, uh, that I get a lot of inbound interest on Dreamlight Valley, which again, we are super excited about the potential of this market. Certainly we think our IP with, you know, from a Disney Pixar perspective fits it perfectly. And uh, we're super happy with that execution. I can't, you know, answer this question without mentioning Spider-Man 2. Uh, you know, it was an incredibly high bar coming out of the first game coming off of Miles Morales uh, to now have that game in market, which is something that, you know, the Marvel team had been incredibly focused on for a long time with Insomniac. We are super, super proud of that. And then yesterday, I also, you know, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Avatar. Uh, which released just yesterday, which is another big, big many year effort. Uh, great partnership with us and the Lightstorm team internally, and obviously uh, the massive team at Ubisoft, which again, um, I don't know if you've seen the game or played the game yet, but an incredible, an incredibly immersive world and one that uh, we think Avatar fans and hopefully gamers of all all ages are going to get into and enjoy. Um, so that's one that that we've, we're, we're very proud of and excited that the market's finally going to get to play that game and experience Pandora in a way that, again, uh, has really never existed inside of games. So that's a that's a that's another one that we're really proud of. Uh, as you've already mentioned a few times, you know, IP is really what's core here, what Disney has in the market that differentiates it. Um, there's so many titles, but with that also comes a level of criticism that gamers can have and people who love IP, the specific IP can have when they see it and how it's done. And that can go really well and it can also go poorly. So I want to know what it's like dealing with these very beloved IPs that people have very strong feelings about and how they want to see that go on screen and, and the level of trust you have to have with your outside partners about staying true to the IP, staying true to whatever brand it is that they're working on for you? It's a great question. And one that really speaks to that point I made a bit ago where you've really got to have passion for this, for this IP, whatever it is, because to your point, there's a, there's a huge fan base and a huge bar that's been set through our films and TV shows and books and other things where these stories have come from that you have to meet as a partner, as you know, our team internally, uh, we know the bar and, and certainly it's something that we spend a lot of time focusing on making sure to your point that we are authentic to these characters, to these stories, to these worlds, 
that whatever shows up on screen is is worthy of 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 the story or worthy of the character um and something that again we we take a lot of pride in and and again we think those partnerships where we have and we find that match with passion and interest in going and telling these stories uh, inside of this medium in a way that hasn't been done before is really the best formula and and something that again we know uh, there's a lot of audience interest in and a lot of folks that are always watching to make sure that we we hit that bar. So it's something we certainly uh, take a lot of pride in internally. And then with our partners who we feel like, um, you know, we spend so much time up front before we decide to to make a game with a partner that, you know, we, we try to make sure as best we can that there's that match, right? Where you have that passion, you have that capability to go and do something that is really gonna match um, consumer expectations for whatever story it is. But we, we think that is is critical to this whole thing and certainly something that we we focus a lot on in our partnerships. We'll be back with more from Sean after this break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back with Sean Shapta, head of Disney's gaming. How much internally with the rest of Disney do you all work together on things that could be put into a game to feed back to other divisions? One example I have. Dreamlight Valley, um, yeah. there was uh, an addition to the game at one point, one of the Star Paths, um, it had a Disney Parks tie-in and there were all the different things you could get that were items that were specific that you might know from Disney Parks, like the trash cans um, that have a cult following surrounding them. So how much you all work, and that's obviously a very specific case and it was tied to it, but the 100th year anniversary, there were also items that came into the game tied to that. So that's one game, that's one specific situation, but how much you will work with other divisions, like if we can get this in here organically and it ties to park somehow or this, what can we do and how much do you all talk about that? Yeah, it's another great question. And look, it's something we do we do focus on. We, we are constantly talking to partners internally about our games, about things that are coming, not just in-game, but to your point, things that are happening elsewhere in the company, whether it's in theme parks or the film division, 
And yes, we are certainly conscious of where there's opportunity to bring things into our experiences from other parts of the company. Obviously, we, we've done that historically incredibly well as a company from a film perspective where we launch a great movie and then there's downstream consumer products, there's games, there's books, there's other things. Um, games is really hopefully for us starting to be a, another place that we can seed a lot of great things from other parts of the company to your point and something that, yes, we are consciously doing and something that we, we get excited about when there's opportunity to bring other parts of the company into our game experiences. It's certainly exciting. Uh, with the launch of A Rift in Time, which is the expansion update uh, for Dreamlight Valley this week, uh, I want to know if you already have um, reactions, any numbers, anything you can tease about the number of people who joined, because this week was also when it left free to play um, yes. and came out of beta. So what you guys are seeing on the back end right now there. Yeah, no specific numbers yet, other than all of the emails and texts I've been getting in the last week are very positive, both internally from our marketing team, uh, from Gameloft, the stuff we've heard so far is incredibly positive. Um, and to your point, that was a that was something that we've been really focused on as we made this transition. And so far, the feedback from what we've we've heard has been incredibly positive. But it's something that we're certainly we're certainly paying close attention to, given where we've been, you know, with soft launch and the audience that we had built uh, on one platform. Obviously, you're always conscious of what it's going to mean when you bring it to a different space. And so, but so far, to, to answer your question, it's been incredibly positive um, and a lot of good feedback from not only our internal group, but just folks in the community that we have, community that we've we've heard from. Um, with it leaving free to play, I know when that news was announced that it, it was not going to be free to play as it had originally been intended, and that there were remarks about why that decision was made. Can you break down a little bit where that decision-making process starts when Disney is not the one in charge of making all of these decisions and how that partnership with Gameloft and, and how you will come to a decision like that and how much Disney has control over that decision? Yeah, so we're obviously, you know, involved from every phase, right? So pre-development, as we talk about what we want to make, you know, platforms, business model, those things are something that we're we're certainly involved in all the way through. And this is a good example of one that given the the, the nature of this experience, um, you know, as you reference from free to play, um, you know, we were involved all the way through and something that we've been working with Gameloft on timing, messaging, making sure that we don't alienate users and those things. Um, so yeah, it, it's something that we're intimately involved in, even though ultimately this is Gameloft's game. Um, but we certainly are involved in these decisions and, you know, we were aligned in how we went about this and how we brought these different experiences to market. Um, so we are at the end of the year here. So it's a good time to always ask about what your biggest goals are for 2024. Uh, most anticipated titles on your all's end, uh, tease anything coming up. Yeah, I think that, look, we, we're coming off of an incredibly great year to the point on products we've just talked about. Um, we're, we're super excited about Outlaws with, with another massive title uh, on the Star Wars front. That's such a cool story, something that we've spent a ton of time with them developing. Uh, I'd say as we think about what's big and what we're excited about just coming into the beginning or first part of next year, I'd say Outlaws is really high on our list. Um, to your point on Dreamlight Valley, it's something that hopefully we continue to build and, and that that audience base continues to stay um, as invested as they've been as we continue to bring new content to that experience. Um, you know, I think we're, we're just our slate in general, I would say, Jenny, has never been healthier. And it's something that um, our team spend a ton of time on, you know, as you know, this is a many year process to, to bring these products to life and to even source 
opportunities like Blade and others where, you know, to my earlier point, um, you know, finding that right formula is, is something that takes time. And so we're, we're really excited about the work we've done these last number of years to build the slate that you're starting to see come to market these last couple of years. And then to your point, what's coming in the future um, is, is in our mind, never been, uh, never been more exciting. We have a lot more to come. And we think in this way, we're, we're kind of just getting started in the space. So um, very excited about outlaws and uh, you know, a lot more that's going to come out over time that we're excited to tell the world about. Uh, I know one division of the company dealt with a lot of conversations about generative AI um, over the past year because of the two different Hollywood strikes. And now there's conversation about a potential strike next year among video game voice actors. So I want to get your current thoughts on generative AI. It has a place everywhere in the world right now. There are conversations about how it should be used, how it shouldn't be used. Um, but I know this is a point that's that's already being raised as people prepare for potential conversations about this next year. Yeah, look, we're we're not immune to that conversation, right? I think it's just it's just people that are in the space, whether it's games or any any other parts of entertainment, to your point, you know, generative generative AI is a hot topic. Um, you know, I, I won't pretend to be, you know, the most knowledgeable. I don't work in the space. I know there's so much there that is yet to come, but certainly we're eyes wide open on the potential on what it's going to mean for game development in the future. Certainly things are already being leveraged today in development. Um, and something that I think, again, is going to evolve over time. And I read what you read. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of things happening in this space. And there's clearly a lot of potential for what this is going to mean for all industries, games included. Um, but, you know, for, for us, for where we are today, you know, it's not something that's hugely impactful to our day to day. Um, we, again, think that will continue to evolve over time as development gets more efficient, as, as the technology continues to evolve. And, and we'll stay close to our partners and learn how uh, they are leveraging and what it's going to mean for um, things in the future. But right now, we're, we're kind of taking uh, uh, the same view most people are and just into seeing how this is going to evolve. Um, as you look at just the past couple of years of where gaming has come uh, from where it started, what do you see coming in the next few years? And, and how do you see the relationship um, between gaming and a wider audience changing? Do you see that you still, as you know, younger generations grow up, become the older generations, uh, the perception around gaming, what gaming is, what how it fits into a larger entertainment culture, um, what you're seeing right now, and, and what you think you might see in the next couple of years just based on changes in the past few years? Yeah, well, look, I think if you just look at where the world has gone, even currently, right, to your point, what younger consumers are engaged most with and where they're spending their time, you, you know, you see a dramatic shift, right, from linear entertainment into games. I think even within games, we're seeing a clear evolution into user-generated content, into live service experiences. We obviously do a lot with Epic and Fortnite, where we license IP into that experience. So we've we've seen a lot of really exciting things happen there. Uh, things happening in the UEFN space inside of Fortnite is is really interesting to us as we think about creative islands and those things. Those are those are interesting shifts to us, where you know we we get super excited, rightfully about big box AAA console games like Spider Man and Avatar. Um, but we also think the market is is really shifting to a place of live service, user-generated content, those things that 
um, again, drive that social behavior, drive that continued engagement. Um, and we see a lot of benefit in that. And, and to the point, you know, we really enjoy the things we're doing inside Fortnite, which I think is a tell to um, that younger generation and that sort of expectation of content, our ability to create, our ability to participate uh, in a way that's much more engaging than maybe things have been historically. And so that's certainly something that we have paid close attention to and will continue to as we think about bringing our content to different platforms, making sure that we're continuing to evolve our storytelling and experiences as that market shifts to your point. Um, so I'd say those are those are things that we are paying close attention to and, and getting a lot of good feedback from the things that we're doing inside of those experiences today. Uh, and then in your opinion at the moment, what do you think the biggest obstacle is to getting to certain untapped markets for gaming? Yeah, I mean, for a long time, we've obviously heard and talked a lot, you know, Southeast Asia and emerging markets where there's a ton of demand for games. There's a lot of folks that play games. Um, you know, you still have some device restrictions and things that make bringing certain content to markets challenging. Um, you know, I think that that world is going to continue to evolve of being able to bring really high fidelity experiences to mobile devices, having them be accessible in different parts of the world at scale. Um, you know, I think there's still work to do there. Again, there's a lot of demand for this content and there's gamers all over the world, as we know. But I think making sure that, you know, the, the technology and the ability to bring these really robust experiences to different devices in different markets um, is, is still something that is, 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 you know, in need of some work to be able to scale and, and really, you know, build velocity in some of those parts of the world. But um, you know, I think we've made to this, to the same point, I think we've made a lot of progress in that regard. You know, we certainly focus on it as a company with our partners, as we think about where we can bring our stories, where we can bring, uh, these different experiences. So, um, I'd say that, you know, that there's still work to do from a device perspective. There's still questions on, you know, how you can bring a lot of those experiences and scale them in certain markets. But, um, you know, I think that's where we'll, we'll continue to focus and look to bring our stories and worlds to, uh, over time. Do you have a favorite trend in gaming at this moment and a, a not so favorite, <laughs> a least favorite trend in gaming? Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably the same answer. I think user generated content, right. Where I think it's incredibly exciting and, and you know, scary at the same time, as you think about a premium IP holder like us. Um, we think it's a really interesting space and an important one, but obviously one that that needs to be done right and and has its downsides, as we know, um, you know, given, you know, given the amount of engagement there is and the tools now that are in place across these platforms to go and create individual content is now, you know, never been better and, and only getting better over time. So I'd say it's the same answer. I think I'm equally excited and equally uh, concerned as we think about what it means for for Disney down the road, but certainly something we're we're uh, we're paying close attention to. Uh, is there anything else you want people to know about Disney gaming right now? Um, yeah, just I think the the big thing for us again is is really being authentic to this medium. And, you know, the things that we do are incredibly thoughtful to bring these authentic experiences. Original storytelling is paramount. You know, again, finding uh, the right partners. It's not just about us trying to make as many games as we can make. Uh, it really is about making the right games with the right partner. 
um, and making sure that everything we do do is done at a level of quality that really is on the level of the IP and really brings these things uh, to market in the most uh, meaningful way. To your earlier point, there's a lot of demand and there's a very high bar for the stories we tell. And so we want to make sure that we do them well. Um, so I just say, look, our, you know, our focus is really about uh, quality. It's really about building really great partnerships with all of the great partners we currently work with and hopefully more that we don't that we're going to work with in the future. And we're we, you know, to, to my earlier point, I think we're, we're, we're really just getting started in this space. We think there's a meaningful opportunity to do more. Uh, and some of the points I made earlier about what's happening from a younger consumer perspective, user generated content, as we think about live service experiences, um, those are really interesting things to us and, and spaces that we're going to continue to invest in and think about how to bring uh, RIP into in the most authentic ways, authentic ways possible. Um, but we're excited. We think there's a lot more to come from from us and games. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just happy with with what we're up to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today, Sean. Uh, you don't need to get me a new update for Dreamlight Valley soon. I'm going to be stuck on this one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we, we love that you're a fan. Hopefully it's meeting your expectations. And, uh, you know, thank you again for the time. Really, really appreciate it. For joining us for this week's episode of Variety Strictly Business. You can find new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Monday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.